to the Strictly Anonymous Podcast. Conversations with online strangers. We place ads online. Craigslist is definitely the gift that keeps on giving. Real people respond. You go to Singapore or Thailand. You can't not do it. The temptation is just too much. Real problems. Does your friend know that you're banging her? No, he has no idea. And anything goes. Motto of the show, let your Greek flag fly. Probably the only good advice I'll ever give you is to rehide your whips and chain. Here is your host, Kathy. Hey, welcome to Strictly Anonymous Podcast. If you want to follow the Strictly Anonymous podcast on Twitter or Instagram, follow me at Strict Anonymous. If you're listening on YouTube, please press subscribe right now. Also like and share my videos. I am going to get right to my guest. Today I have on a girl named Raven. Raven is super interesting. She is an escort a high-end escort who lives in Canada. Now, I didn't know that it is legal in Canada to be an escort. She explains uh, the legality of it because it's actually interesting. It's only, it's very one-sided. You're going to have to hear about that. But she talks about, you know, how and why she got into escorting. She talks about how she tried being a sugar baby beforehand and why she prefers being an escort. She talks about what she does while being an escort, how much she charges. That's always my favorite question. She likes to remain open and be with multiple men. She likes group sex. She sets it up in her regular life. Uh, but she keeps her two lives separate. She did send me pics of herself. So if you want to see anonymous pics of Raven, go to my Patreon, patreon.com slash strictly anonymous podcast. She gives out her email as well as her Twitter. She gives the shout out at the end of the episode. So anyway, I'm going to be right back on with Raven. This is the Strictly Anonymous Podcast. Uh, hey, Raven. Welcome to the Strictly Anonymous podcast. How are you today? I'm doing very well. How are you? I'm good. So, Raven, what I got from you is that uh, you are an escort, and you're an escort because you love being an escort, right? <laughs> I think you said you love entertaining <laughs> people. I don't know. Um, but is that sort of the bigger picture? Yeah, that's the, that's the picture. Like, I absolutely love it. It's um, something that I was very curious about like I've always tried to watch movies or read about it and I decided to jump in <laughs> myself so give me a little backstory on you how old are you now and when how old were you when you started escorting um so I am 25 now and I started escorting two years ago I dipped my toes in that little pond two years ago I did it a, a couple months and I stopped and about six months ago, well, now, now it's, uh, yeah, so maybe 10 months ago now, because <laughs> the time flies by, um, I really kind of like full, did a full dive in this world, and I'm doing it um, not full-time because I do have a, a job on the side too, but I'm doing it at a lot more serious capacity now. Right. Now, do you live somewhere where escorting is legal? Um, it's semi-legal, so it is uh, legal for me to sell my services. It is? Yeah. Okay. But, like, the, the, the buyers are the ones that are, um, on the, I guess, wrong side of the law. Oh, really? So you're yeah. allowed to yeah. say, oh, I, you could fuck me for money, but if you do, they get in trouble? I don't understand. How does that work? Yeah, like, it's, um, 
Well, I mean, I'm in Canada, so it's um, it's they made it legal to sell sexual services, uh, but they haven't decriminalized buying it. Wow! So they kind of like changed it in a way so that the workers are not going to be prosecuted, right? Um, and so this is kind of like the it's it's semi legal. That's why it's kind of like a weird situation. So it, it's okay for me to do what I'm doing, um, but on on the other side. Um, it's it's not fully legal for clients to be clients. Wow, that's interesting, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it changed uh, a few years ago because before it was like fully not um, not legal for anyone to sell or buy, um, but now it's it's different. But it's I, I think it kind of changed the climate too around uh, the stigma. Like a, a lot of girls now show their faces. Like I don't do it myself, but a lot of girls are more open about it because they, they don't fear being prosecuted. Of course. Yeah, that's a big win for you guys, right? For sex workers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But not a big win yeah. for the guys that want to hire you <laughs> or the women. You know? <laughs> yeah. It's it's interesting. They must be in the process because I don't understand it. It's like kind of like selling, saying like you could sell drugs, but no one's allowed to buy them. Like it doesn't make it doesn't <laughs> really make sense, but it does help you guys. So that's a win for you. So it's not like I'm talking to someone that's doing something illegal. Now, let me ask you this. Do you do OnlyFans and all that kind of stuff now, too, as well? Or do you just strictly do escorting like in person? Well, for me, what I like the most is in-person work. Mm-hmm. Um, this is like the connection with somebody is what I'm I'm really into. Um, I do have an OnlyFans. I haven't posted much on it. It's not really the um, like I'm I'm trying it because it's popular, so I, I wanted to try it too. Um, but I feel it's um, it's less personal, right? Mm-hmm. So I need I would if I'm going to do it like I would need to find a way to make it to make it feel more personal to me because this is really what I enjoy myself. Yeah, right. Yeah, I would think it's like apples and oranges. If you really enjoy the interaction and the meeting the men in person, you know, mm-hmm. OnlyFans is a totally different thing. And I would say probably there's a lot of women on OnlyFans that that's they only enjoy the fact that it's not personal, right? That maybe they wouldn't mm-hmm. be comfortable the other way around. So it is apples and oranges. So, um, so all right now, tell me. You said that you were really into always like sort of not sort of, but seeing it like on TV or on movies, and it was always something that you you were curious about when did you take that plunge when did i take that plunge well i kind of because at first um when i was i think 18 or something i felt like um i wanted to do something along those lines but i really did not want anyone in my family or friends to find out yeah so i thought that like being a sugar baby would be like a an acceptable like alternative Mm -hmm. um and so like, this was like my very, very first experience as um, as a sugar baby because back then it was not like mainstream yet, but it was kind of getting to the point where people knew about it. Like they were trying to recruit um, university like uh, women by signing up with their um, like student ID, like student uh, email. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you remember that time. Like they were saying like, oh, if you have like a .edu.d email, when you sign up, you get like, I think it, they, they got us... Um, more exposure or something. Oh my so God, that was like so... my first really like step into it when I was like 18 and I tried it and it was a bit different um, than what I expected because from the movies and all of the readings that I did, it felt like the escorts had a lot more freedom of what they really wanted to do. But uh, as a sugar baby, you kind of like, from my experience, like you're more kind of the subject of what the men want you to do. Mm-hmm. 
but that was more like the it was less it was very different from what I really wanted to do. Now, did you have any kind of sugar baby experiences that were that lasted any length of time or what was it? Were you on sugarbaby.com? I mean, where what was this website that was that's so funny that they were doing this thing where they're like, "Oh, if you have a .edu." <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, yeah. More. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It was a seeking arrangement. That's seeking. the one. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and there was also like established men. I remember that one too. Yeah. Um, those two were the ones. Oh, and Miss Travel. Those are the three ones that I was on. Like seeking arrangements, established men, and Miss Travel. Mm-hmm. And it really kind of presented it as uh, a new way of dating to to get men that are really interested in you, like overnight, obviously, with money to shower, like to pamper you and shower you with gifts all the time. And all you had to do was to sit there and be pretty. Yeah. But in uh, in my experiences, it was more it, the men that I met were really demanding, and I felt like I was being cheated um, in terms of like the the rewards that I would get like for doing what they wanted me to do. Right. So like my relationships with the, those guys did not last more than a few months. In what way were they demanding? Like as far as what they wanted you to do sexually or like your time or they wanted you all to themselves? Yeah. So it was um, a lot more like a real relationship where you had to be available 24 seven for right. them. Like they were very demanding of my time and it was a lot of emotional labor, mm-hmm. um, a lot of reassuring, a lot of um, propping up their ego all the time. Girlfriend experience. And, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like a real, like even like a wife, you know, like <laughs> yeah. It was a lot. It really was a lot. And uh, even for the sexual act, it was also uh, things that I was maybe not very comfortable with. They kind of come back, came back, and said, "Well, I'm, I'm doing all the things for you. Like, how dare you not say yes?" Oh, interesting. Right. They felt like once they had ownership over you and that, you know, if they give you this amount yeah. of money a month, you're going to do whatever they want. And that's what they expected. That's yeah. what they were paying yeah. for, I would assume. Mm-hmm. Right. So you weren't okay and with that. I really wasn't because all of the things that I had researched and all of the articles of like actual escorts that I read on either like Vice or any different magazines, they kind of all talked about how freeing for their sexuality it was because they got to choose um, what was done, where, what, how long. And like, it was kind of like more on their terms. Mm-hmm. And I felt like what I was doing was really kind of all on the guy's terms. And this was not, that was not okay with that. Yeah, that's interesting. I mean, I would never put that together, right? Because I'm not in that business, but it makes sense. As an escort, you're kind of setting up your own business. You could say, this is what I do. This is what I don't do. This is what I charge. This is what I'm open for, right? Yeah, it really is. And I find it's more honest as well. Right. Because, like, you're really able to, because there's no pretense that we are in a relationship that's going to be, last, like, long-lasting for months on end. The sugar really baby is, but, one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It really is for this amount of time we're going to spend time together and this is what I'm comfortable doing. And if that's not okay with you, then there's somebody else out there that can, you know, do whatever fantasy that you want to have, but this will not be me. And that's okay as well. Yeah, I love that. So now how did you know how to become an escort? What were your first steps? I mean, I would think it's hard to figure out, no? I mean, because there's different ways to go about it, right? 
Yeah, there's different ways to go about it. And what really helped me was uh, social media mm-hmm. and really kind of finding the girls that were already doing, um, like be already in the industry and what they were doing. Uh-huh. And, uh, on, and on social media, there's also um, like on Instagram and other platforms, you have kind of groups of people that are uh, anonymous, but they kind of talk about topics. So like there is, um, how can I say that properly? Like people would create uh, accounts where they're anonymous yeah. and they kind of say in their bio what this account is for. So like, it's kind of like a spin stuff, but it was spin stuff for sex workers, spin stuff for cam girls, spin right. stuff for escorts, spin stuff for sugar babies and all of those different there's so many different categories, right, in sex work. Yeah. And I was lucky enough to find the first one, I think it was on Tumblr back then. And from there, like, I was just kind of going to into different people's profiles and finding out their other social media and, like, kind of immersing myself into this world. Right, and seeing what they did, did you start to DM them? And, I mean, how did you make your first connections into the world yourself? Um, well, the thing is, it's like they post, like it's the, um, the accounts are usually private so that when you want to, um, follow them, you have to DM them and explain to them like, oh, like I'm also in this field or I'm interested in this field. And they, um, as soon as the first couple people kind of accept you, um, since this other ones see your connections to them, it's kind of like you're welcome to be here because, like, you're verified in a yeah, way. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. And yeah, and then they just post on their feed, and then there's conversations in the comments. It's not really like a one-on-one conversation. It really is like a whole community of girls. Right. Interesting. So now, did you yeah, go out so, and get a pimp? Like, how does it work, or in the world that you got into? So for me, I was more into the higher end type of escorting. Mm-hmm. Um, so I personally wanted to be independent. Uh, my experience with the sugar <laughs> daddies really was not what I wanted to recreate with somebody else, like having a temp or someone right. that manages me. So like I really, oh, and Twitter as well. Like right now, Twitter is um, a very good place to find um, escorts. And oh, really? Like the more higher end escorts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like they're very active. Yeah, someone told um, me once, like, oh, Twitter is a place where you could really get away with a lot when it comes to SEX, right? Because, like, for me, if I yeah. sometimes try to promote, at, like, anything I post on Instagram, I, anything to do with sex, it's like, no way. You know, you can't <laughs> promote it or boost it or whatever. But somebody was telling me, you know, that Twitter actually is a very safe place where anything kind of goes. <laughs> yes, Twitter is. Twitter is the place where, um, like, a lot of escorts have a Twitter, but no, they don't have an Instagram. Or, like, on the Instagram, they post fully closed photos. Yeah. And on the Twitter, like, you can see a little bit more. Oh, yeah, because I get people, I mean, I don't I don't have a lot of followers on Twitter, maybe, like, a little bit over a thousand, but, and I just, like, sort of feed whatever I put on Insta on Twitter, but, like, a lot of times people friend me, you know, and sometimes they'll talk to me, and I'm talking to someone, and then I click on their profile, and it's, like, full-on fucking somebody, and I'm <laughs> like, oh, my God, oops, it's like, I don't know, it's a lot, you know, <laughs> so, like, um, but I'm like, how is this all going on, but obviously, like I said, someone, like, told me, like, no, that, like, uh, like, you could get away with that kind of stuff and you don't get shut down. So it is a safe place mm-hmm. for you to go on there and post your profile. Yes, it really is. Mm-hmm. It really is. So Twitter is like a, like right now, Twitter is a good place to be, um, to be an escort and to find escorts as well. Mm-hmm. And on there, so like 
since I kind of knew what kind of branding I wanted to go with, I found girls that were similar in a way, um, just browsing through someone else. Like, you know, like there's some girls that are very famous, like Annie Taylor. I don't know if you know about her. No, but she's a famous one on there. Annie Taylor. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She's a famous one. Like she has interviews everywhere. She's been on the covers of a lot of, uh, like I think Maxim and Playboy and all of those kind of um, uh, magazines too. Yeah. Uh huh. So she she really is um, like a figure. So like following her and seeing who she follows and kind of like trickling down to finding piece of people that kind of look more like me and have the branding that can that is similar to mine. Uh huh. To then really see like okay, so what are they doing? that is working for them and what can I do in my capacity that would be working for me too. Right. Now you'll send me anonymous pics for my um, Patreon, right? Like a lot of times my guests send me anonymous pics. We'll post them there so people could see what you're like when you say you, you could send me those. Yeah, sure. I would. I would. Yeah. yeah. Now when you say uh, like you want to see girls that look like you that, so you can know how to brand yourself, like what, how would you describe yourself? Good news. Strictly Anonymous Podcast is looking for people to call into the show. So if you lead an interesting, naughty secret life that you want to talk about while remaining anonymous or not anonymous, if you're out and proud, that's cool too. Send me an email, strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com. That's strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com. Or go to my website, strictlyanonymouspodcast.com. Dot com and click on be on the show. If you have a short confession that you want to get off your back, call my confessions hotline 347-420-3579. That's 347-420-3579. You could call that number 24-7. I change all the voices on the confessions too. So you remain anonymous. The number, the website, and the email address will all be in the description. Well, I'm not a typical tall, blonde, Slavic <laughs> girl, yeah. looking girl. I'm a black, curvy woman that's not that tall. Right. Mm-hmm. I'm just 5'7", so yeah. it's, um, yeah. So it's, it's, it's not like the, the typical look, but it kind of works in my favor in a way because there are so many different tastes and likes and desires that people have out there, and uh, there's not a lot of providers like me. Yeah. So that kind of works in my favor. But like when you go into the Twitter world and the Instagram world, like most of what you see is not exactly looking like what I look like. Right. But I'm sure you see that tons of people are looking for exactly what you have to offer, right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, come on. I remember um, I've always been friends with a lot of guys. And because I'm always like super open, guys would always, my guy friends would always be, very open with me. So I always had an understanding that guys like everything. Do you know what I mean? And they tend to even like girls that are a little bit more beefy, right? I mean, it's just a fact. I was always like super skinny. And that was always like horrifying to me because I knew that I could never be that voluptuous woman that I knew that guys loved, right? And they Mm -hmm, do mm -hmm. really like it. And, um, but I think women are the ones that don't know that, (laughs) you know, they think that they have to be, like you said, that, you know, skinny, blonde, you know, Barbie looking girl. And that's what the ultimate, that's the ultimate ideal. But I know that that's by far not correct. I mean, it's not to say that guys don't like that, but they like all different things. So you're like a, a curvier girl, right? more voluptuous yeah. and that works to your favor because all those guys that have that are into that 
that's what you offer. And you don't, you're saying that there's not a lot of girls out there offering that? No, not that many. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, like, something that I found very interesting is that at first I really thought that I would get clients that are either very, like, old yeah. or um, not standard, like, not having the standard, like, hot guy look. Yeah. Or, um, like, men that have some sort of, because there's also, like, fetish about, like, black women. So I, I thought this was what I was going to attract. Yeah. But when I look at my clientele, it's completely varied. And I have a lot of, like, hot young guys in their, like, early 20s. I have, like, older gentlemen. I have, it's really, and all different races and sizes and, like, origins, it's, it really surprised me. Like I, I even had that own, like I kind of internalized that um, belief myself, right? Like what you just said. Yeah. 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 Um, that's what I was going to say. I could have told mm-hmm. you if you were my friend, like, no, that's not, that's not what's going to show up. It's going to be across the board, mm-hmm. you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So men really do like everything. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Now how, like, I always love priceless. Like I just always let want to know, like how much do you charge? You said that you're hot. You, you wanted to, advertise yourself more as a high-end escort right so do you have mm-hmm. like oh a minimum like what i've heard a lot is like oh it's you know uh, this much per hour with a minimum of three hours overnight is more and sometimes like there's an upsell like if you want to do this this and that it's more can you give us a little bit on pricing i'm just always fascinated by that kind of stuff yeah sure so like the thing is because it is more legal here in canada the prices are not as crazy as in the u.s right interesting so that's, like one thing mm-hmm. yeah So it's not as crazy. And the city that I live in, it's not like the biggest either. Mm -hmm. So like for me, the price is, um, I start at one hour and it's 300 per hour. Uh But what I like to do is to have kind of packages where we do something. So I have um, packages about like taking showers or baths or having like a full on jacuzzi experience. Mm -hmm. And those like range from 500 to 1000. Mm hmm. And I also have, like, packages when we go to a movie or, like, we watch a movie at home. Um, like, those are, like, six fifty for the movie and some private time. Yeah. And there's also, like, ones where we, like, we cook together or, like, we go to dinner. But I think cooking together is, like, my favorite one because you actually get to have this kind of, you know, chemistry and connection while you do this activity together. Yeah. And this is 800 Oh, interesting. Now, do you have a lot of repeat clients? I would assume that you do. Uh, yeah, I do. Like most of the people that I see come back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of an ongoing, right? Because I've had, listen, I've had escorts on here and then I've had, I've had on a lot of guys who, you know, see the escorts and, you know, a lot yeah. of the guys have told me, not all of them, but some of them, you know, that they develop real friendships and relationships. I mean, they're not, you know, they're still maybe in love with their wife, but they, they see this woman over time and they do, they, they have a friendship. They consider it because they see them often. Yeah, yeah. It really is about the connection for me. So mm-hmm. it's um, it's something that I've been told also like by people that uh, as soon as they walk in, like I do my best to make it not awkward. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So like I'm always bringing them with like a warm big hug um, to kind of start this connection, right? Because you, ha- you kind of have to work at it. It doesn't just happen magically. There's things that you need to do to nurture this connection. Yeah. And once the connection is there, yes, it's about the sex because it's enjoyable and satisfying, of course. Yeah. But it's also about like recognizing 
you as a person and them as a person too, and having this understanding that yes, we came together for this activity, but it doesn't prevent us from being true to each other and like really talk about things and discover who we are. Yeah, you know, th- you probably do well because I think that I've had another girl on here named Molly who was um, an escort and she became an escort while I was talking to her. Like she wasn't an escort on a couple of times we spoke and then she started escorting because she was just a woman who loved sex and loved men and was so open about it. And if you listen to her, she's just very unique in that I don't th- I think that, you know, you're going to get all kinds of women doing it, right? For all kinds of different reasons. And I think that, mm-hmm. you know people are much more intuitive than we think we are, right? So I think men meeting you really must get the sense that you're different in that you really do like to connect to people. And this is something that you really do because you actually enjoy it. Whereas there's probably some women that are just doing it for the cash. Yeah. And and it's fine too. Like it's, it's, it really kind of shows through when you have this in-person time. And I guess this is also why like OnlyFans is not like, really working for me because I can't really be um, that genuine with so many people at the same time, right? Like yeah. it's, it's a lot easier for me to connect one-on-one than to connect to everybody. Yeah, that's like what you, that's what you like and that's what you do and I think that that shows through so I would, that's why I assume that you had repeat customers because I think that that's, mm-hmm. you know, harder to find. You know, everyone's different and it's not right or wrong but that's what you offer besides, like you said, the sex which is of course going to be enjoyable. You offer this other thing where you really like that connection and you know how to build it and you're enjoying it mm-hmm. too. It's not like you're just doing it for the guy. You're doing it for yourself too because that's what you're in it for. That's what you're getting out of it as well. Yeah, yeah. But you know, like something that I found interesting too is that, um, like sometimes I like I kind of play around with my pricing and do promotions. And um, when I I did a promotion recently, and so I met people that work a bit different from what I'm usually used to, and so it kind of showed me that not everyone is looking for that extra connection. Some people are also just looking to get in and out. Yeah. As like fast and get that release and then be able to not like have to talk to you after you totally, know yeah transactional 100 percent transactional mm-hmm. yeah and that and that works for some people for sure and you and you offer that as well of course yeah well i mean like you can't really know before yeah um beforehand but it, it kind of shows sometimes in how people talk and like the messaging and the exchanges that we have before we actually meet mm-hmm. um but i i like those kind of appointments are not my favorite because i like I'm looking for that extra connection. Right. So it's, um, it's, it's, I just found it interesting to see that it's, it's not everyone that wants that. I, I, I was convinced that every man just wants to be loved on and cuddled, but no, like some men just really just like to get in and out and, and say bye and never see you again, which is fine too. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Now, as far as sex is concerned, like are, are you're getting pleasure out of it? I would assume as well. Mm-hmm. Yes, I am, yeah. And what is on the table? What's not on the table? Is there anything, you know, I mean, that's the other kind of stuff that I'm always interested in. Is it just like, oh, I'll do anything for this amount of money or like, I'll, you know, this is the basic thing. But if you want anal or a threesome, you know, like there's a different rate for that? Yeah. So uh, the one thing that I don't do at all is anal. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm okay to receive like uh, rimming or, um, well, just actually just that. <laughs> I'm okay to yeah, receive yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but uh, 
um, anal is absolutely out of the. Um, mm-hmm. of, uh, it's not on the table at all for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, but my service is really um, more closer to the girlfriend experience. Right. Um, so it's um, a lot of cuddling, kissing. I do blowjobs. Oh my god, I love giving blowjobs. You do <laughs> one of my favorite parts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you um, swallow. I, I do not know. Like it's uh, for me, it's mostly covered uh, blowjobs. Okay. Uh, for like like just health reasons, like that's yeah. what I prefer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, for for some clients, I, I, like for me, for some, I don't even know if it's a scientific thing, but I'm more comfortable when they're circumcised. Uh huh. Um, so if that's the case, uh, well, sometimes I choose to do it without. Yeah. If they're okay with it too. Uh-huh. Um, but I don't swallow either. Uh-huh. But you can come on my body, that's fine. Because it looks good on black skin. You have like little white speckles. Yeah, yeah, I'll come yeah. And it's hot and sexy. Uh-huh. Um, so that's, that's on the table too. And I receive oral very well too. So you love when guys go down on you. You like enjoy giving yeah. blowjobs. And then you have sex with them. You won't do anal. Do you do couples ever? Or any kind of experience like that? Um, I've never had a serious request for couples. Uh-huh. I would love to do couples. Right. Um, I've had duos, so like other provide, like one guy booked two providers, me and my friend. Um, those are always fun. Like, um, like group sex or duos or threesomes or more is something that I offer to. Yeah. Um, but for like, let's, let's say it's a couple, I do charge extra, but if it's, um, with another provider, we just both each have, um, our rate. Uh-huh. And we usually match the highest growth rate. Oh, okay. That's great. And now you, so you have a community of women where you live that, and you all know each other. It's kind of like an, it, it's like a small world, like any other sort of profession, right? Where everybody knows everybody kind of thing. And so yeah. you know other girls that are doing it and you go in together. What's the largest group sex situation that you've ever been involved in? Uh, for that, I was not paid. It was in my personal time. Yeah. Um, the largest it was, Six people total. Uh huh. And that, how did that come about? Yeah. If it was just in your regular life, it was just in my regular life. Yes, it was. Um, well, I had met two girls from a foursome. Uh huh. It was three girls and one guy, and so like I knew the guy, and he invited me um, to meet those two girls, and we like we had sex there because it was kind of the point of getting to know each other yeah and i really connected to those girls and i invited them over to my house another day and to meet two of the guys that i have sex with regularly as well on my personal time mm-hmm. and we just had this great day of fun <laughs> so everyone just like had sex with everybody yeah 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 and now, do the guys, like the guys that you're sleeping with in your regular life, do they know what you do on the side, most of them? Do you have relationships with, you know, are you dating, have you ever dated anyone and are you open about what you do? So, no one in my personal life knows what I do. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, it, the only people that know are, like, the girls that I know from the group in my city. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, I've never disclosed it to anyone in my personal life. I don't think I ever will. Right. Um, and in terms of dating, I, I'm not dating at the moment, but I, I am seeing some people. And I don't think ever I, would, I would share that information. It's kind of a, when I'm raven, I'm raven. Yeah. And I'm, who I am in my personal life, it's, it's different. 
Mm-hmm. Now, have you had a long-term boyfriend while well. you've been escorting and kept it from them? Not while I was escorting. Right. No. Mm-hmm. But, oh, actually, I had a boyfriend when I was trying to be a sugar baby. Oh, really? Did He yeah. He didn't know yeah. what you were doing on the side. He, no, he had no idea. He knew <laughs> I was interested. He knew I was interested because I would talk about this a lot. I would, I was talking about it a lot, and um, he just thought I would never have the courage to do it. Right. So he but had I no did. idea that you were actually doing it while you were with him. <laughs> yes, I did, yeah. Yeah. So, And you said you have a regular job during the day, right? And this is something that you do on the side? Yes, yes, absolutely. And now... Do you have a thing on Twitter that you want to give out? I mean, you could give it out at the end when we're all done, like sort of promote yourself if you want. Do you have people that fly up to see you? Because I didn't realize, I mean, there's places here in the United States where it's legal, right? So I guess, you know, um, mm-hmm. but I wonder if guys know, well, no, that's still wrong. It's still it's still illegal for them, right, to hook up with you. But I mean, do guys travel to see you? Do you, you said that you're not in a big city, right? Yeah, so, but we do have a lot of American um, men that come from business. Right. And uh, quite a few of them see providers. They do. So, mm-hmm, yeah. So, like, the, the legality of it is is not, like, a big issue here because um, for a client to be, I guess, in a position where um, it's going to be having legal ramifications, Somebody has to tell, you know, like the the police about it. Uh huh. And um, I've never seen this happen here. It's just because you know, like the, the girls are protected by the law, and it's not in our in our favor to tell on clients, yeah. right? So it, it's not really um, a big issue here. Like we don't have rape because I, I have friends that um, are American and they work in the U.S. and yeah. they were telling me about like um, raids at the Super Bowl or having um, law enforcement trying to book you to kind of catch you. So it's, yeah. it's a very different climate. It's like the, the fear around it for the legal aspect is really, really low here. Yeah. And that changes so the whole done. game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like when the American uh, men or businessmen come to Canada, yeah. um, it's, it, it really makes a big difference. And now that um, the border is open, like we can see it, it's, it feels different. Like we know that the Americans are here. (laughs) Yeah, no, but that's great. I mean, I wonder if the United States is looking at what you guys are doing there and how it actually protects women. Because I remember when Dawn was on, I mean, she had some very horrific encounters, not only with men that took advantage of her, but when she was involved in a sting operation and got busted, how the cops treated her. I mean, it was pretty horrifying, Mm -hmm. you know, and, and, uh, so, you know, legalizing it changes the game completely and makes it way more safe for the woman that's doing it. I mean, you're a woman. I mean, that was going to be one of my questions. Like, have you had, because, you know, you're meeting guys sometimes for the first time. I mean, I've heard of like certain websites here in the States where like the women vet the guys because there's like a, a system where, you know, people could talk about the men and give ratings for them. So you see that. I mean, what's your way of vetting the people that you meet when you're going to meet a guy for the first time to know that he's safe? Okay. So for me, vetting um, is pretty straightforward. So yeah. I am part of um, an independent network of providers. Uh huh. Um, there's only one that I know of in the city, and it, it's quite big. There's uh, hundreds of women on there. Right. And so we have... Um, ways to like we have a list like let's say there's people that we have that 
we have encountered, either just by talking to them or in, in real life and something happens, we can put them on that list and explain what happened. Mm-hmm. So anyone that comes in the future and ha- has their phone number, their name or email address can look it up and see if um, that person is part of, I guess, like the blacklist, if you want to call yeah. it that way. Uh-huh. So then you can choose to, to see that person knowing this happened with another girl or you can choose to decline the, the, the date. Yeah. Um, also, like we ask for references. Mm-hmm. Like uh, I asked for references. If it's someone that has that has seen girls in the past, I can ask who it was and reach out to the girl. And having this community uh, of the independent um, providers, we can also ask each other. Like we have threads of conversations, like listing somebody's name and email or phone number, and ask like, has anyone seen this person? Yeah. To just kind of double check. Right. And uh, a lot of times we do have like people like, that answer and say, okay, yes, like I've seen him. Uh, six months ago, and it was great, or yeah. it was or just like give whatever information they want to give out. Mm-hmm. And for me, uh, on top of this, I also require a deposit, right? Um, so that really kind of sh- shows me that they are serious about it, right? And they're legit. Yeah, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, absolutely. And now, absolutely, do you have personal favorites and like some guys that you're actually really turned on by some guy? You know, I mean, I probably every guy wants to believe that they're your favorite. But I mean, do you have <laughs> favorites? Um, I think like I have multiple favorites for multiple reasons. Yeah. Um, I have a favorite that I love getting blowjobs to. I have a favorite that I love getting oil from. Yeah. I have a favorite that I love uh, getting massages from. Like it's, it's, I guess it's like each person has their one thing. That makes them different. Right. It's like a chemistry thing. So like the guy that you love mm-hmm. giving a blowjob to, is it just because you just, his, it's like the perfect size for your mouth? I mean, like what is mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> What do you like? Like what is for you like the hottest stuff? Like what is your personal favorite kind of things? Even just out of the, you know, out of your, when you're working. Okay. So my personal favorite when I'm not working is to kind of make um, group sex happen. Right. Okay. To like to organize kind of like a little setting where um, people like to pick the people that I know will click together from yeah. like my own experience and like kind of watch them enjoy themselves. Like I really like to watch as well. Right. So you're you got a little bit of the voyeur in. So that situation where you brought on those two girls, right, and the guy mm-hmm. and the two guys that you knew because you you knew mm-hmm. them all, right, and you were sort of the nucle you were the nucleus of that group setting, and then you brought them all in and everyone hooked up. That kind of incident. absolutely, yeah, yeah. So do you do that often? That was like, satisfying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, are you by? Do you get you fooled around with the girls too? Yeah, yeah, I I have fun with the girls too, mm-hmm. um, but I I think I prefer watching a girl get fucked before me fucking her. Right, right, right. Uh huh. Yeah, that's the or like you. yeah, like while she's getting um, you know like pounded to just play with her breast or things like that. Like this is like I like that part, mm-hmm. like being a participant, but not like the main participant, if you will. Right, right, right. So how often yeah. do you set up, like, group sex situations? Um, I try about once a month. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, like, uh, once a month is, um, is about, like, the rate that I go out. Because I'm, I'm kind of, I like to try, I travel a lot as well. Like, I, 
I tour to different cities in Canada. Oh, interesting. So like okay. it, I'm, I'm away for, for a big part of the time, but um, it's uh, once a month is about like when I have those things. I would love to make it happen with uh, clients too, but it kind of, I would need a, a better, like it would be with regulars because I would need to really know what that person likes yeah. and enjoys to uh-huh. make it happen and have this good chemistry with everybody. Like it would not be fair to for, to ask me to uh, match people that I, that I don't know personally. Right, right. And do you find that the sex is better with those repeat customers because, like you just said, that you're you do get to know what they like and and what turns them on, and so it it the sex gets better over time with them, just like it would with any guy that you're hooking up with. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like getting to getting to know their bodies more and like watch their reactions over time and because also sometimes like something that you did um the first few times kind of changes like the way that you do things changes yeah and you can see if it's for the better or for the worse right Right. like only time can tell if um if you're really getting to know the person's body and giving them pleasure the way they want to receive it yeah and now like if people in your regular life, right? Cause you said this is a total secret. Nobody knows if people mm-hmm. in your regular life found out, would they be like shocked or would they be like, Oh yeah, she's like a very sexual person. So, you know, I mean, or would they be like, no way I can't believe it. <laughs> so like, I would think the people that I have, like, you know, the three sons in group sex with, um, I don't think they would be that shocked. Right. Like, I think they would kind of be like, at first, um, not believe it, but then think about it and think about like how I am with them yeah. and be like, oh, okay, I see it now. Like I, I can see this happening. Yeah. Like why um, did I not think of this before <laughs> kind of thing, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, this kind of reaction. Yeah. But the rest of my friends and my family, like, no, they would, they would be in disbelief. I don't think they would believe anyone that tells them that I'm an escort. Right. Now, what do you yeah. see, like, for your future? Like, I mean, is this something that you feel like you'd do forever? Do you feel like maybe one day if you ever got in a serious relationship, you'd put it, you know, you'd shelf it? I mean, what do you, how do you see your future? I think what I would really love to have mm-hmm. one day mm-hmm. would be to have an agency. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, because... I find that a lot of women that get into this business haven't had the chance or the time or the energy to really do the research they needed to do. Uh-huh. And it could be like very isolating as well. Right. For me, like I, I'm lucky enough that in my personality, I just like to research things to the end of the earth. Right. So like, this is just who I am and this is what I do yeah. in any situation. I just research the hell out of it like, yeah. <laughs> until there's nothing else to be found. Yeah. 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 Uh, but I know that's yeah. not it. Yeah, you are. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. And so then you're the perfect person for other people, right? Because you don't mind doing it. And then you could disseminate that information because you love getting it, right? I get it. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. Absolutely. So having an agency, like it would, it would be, um, I would still get to be in the business in a way if I do get like, you know, because if I get married uh, or when I get married, I would uh, stop in-person work. Yeah focus on my husband Mm -hmm. Uh, but I would still like this world is a world that I really adore and I really love being in it so that would be an alternative way to being in it and being useful for other women other people to to make informed decisions and be as safe as possible 
Right. Uh huh. Yeah. You're, and also I think it's like you know that that part of you that likes to hook up the the group. You know, mm-hmm. yeah. things. that's the <laughs> yeah. same part of you that would set up the organization. <laughs> you're like that person. You're the you're the head person putting things together, making the stuff happen, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's that same part of you. Now, as far as relationships are concerned, like in it, you said like when I get married, right? And you see yourself, you wouldn't do in person work. Do you see yourself as a monogamous person? Is that what you believe in? Do you or do, do would you have an open relationship with your guy? If I'm fully honest, yeah, I don't even know because I have tried to be in monogamous relationships, yeah, and failed. I've always ended up cheating on on my partner, <laughs> um, which is not like you know, like it. I really tried. I really, really tried, but it <laughs> didn't work. <laughs> well, what happens? Like um, you're trying, you're with this guy, and then some other guy comes along. And you're like, oh, I gotta fuck him. Like I can't, and and it just happens. I mean, what happens that you can't stay monogamous? Um, okay, so I'll tell you what happened the last time. Yeah. The last time I was um, volunteering for an organization in the city. Mm-hmm. And so this person was also another volunteer. And this person offered to drive me home because it was late and um, I didn't have a car at the time. Yeah. Or, but you're dating offered, somebody. And I, you're dating somebody at this I, time, right? Yes, I was dating somebody. I was okay. dating somebody else. Right. And so the volunteer offered to drive me home because people were kind of like coupling and finding rides home. So it yeah, was yeah, yeah. it was happening that way. Okay. And so on we I get in the car and we go and we start talking and first the conversation kind of gets sexual. Uh-huh. Um, but like in a kind of an innocent way. Yeah. And um at some point we just decide to park somewhere close to my house and we have sex in the car so yeah I I was trying to get home this is what I was trying to do and (laughs) this is what happened yeah and yeah I don't know like it's I guess there's something about me that makes me like I like to test people's um, proclivities yeah you know Mm -hmm. I like to see what kind of person they are and I, I, I kind of say something that if they are about this life, they would respond to, right? Yeah, uh uh-huh. And when it happens, it just happens. Yeah, listen, it's that same part of yourself that's, like, curious about doing all that stuff, you know, and and the same part of you that is interested in making connections with men. You know, you have that probably interest in human being nature, too. So you're pushing those boundaries with those conversations, whereas another girl in that car on the ride home would shut that conversation down, probably, maybe because she'd Mm -hmm. be uncomfortable when it went to sex. The part of you that's into all this stuff is, like, curious. Like, how far can this go? And then you start to get turned on because it's, like, it's further down into it right because you're a normal horny girl right and then before you know it you're banging in the car on the side of the road and you just cheated on your boyfriend (laughs) yeah by accident it really was not accident (laughs) right so it's just it's your concoction it's the way that you are but listen you know you're young and i think the younger people i say this all the time on my podcast is those like younger people are a lot more open and a lot more open to trying to make different kinds of relationships work right when i was younger it was very much like either you had a, rela- a monogamous relationship with somebody or you didn't or you were single. I mean, there wasn't anything in the middle of that. And mm-hmm. so then you got a lot of people cheating and doing all this stuff, but it was always on the down low. But nobody, you know, had open relationships or tried 
to, you know, different things because monogamy doesn't work for a lot of people, right? And maybe you'll figure out what does work for you when you meet that right person, you know, or maybe by the time you meet that right person, it you, you'll feel different, like who knows, right? But if you're not looking for that right now, it doesn't really matter. You're kind of perfectly suited for what you're doing and you're living true to yourself and that's what's most important. Mm-hmm. Yes, I really feel that. I really feel that I'm living true to myself uh, at the moment. So that's, that's a very good way of putting it. <laughs> yeah, and that's what's most important. It's like, you know, listen, I remember having a friend sit across from me and he was um, in a relationship and he was like, oh, you know, I just wish I could just go out every night and fuck whoever I wanted. And I go out and I see all these hot girls. And I just want to fuck them all. I'm like, you actually can do that. It's called being single. You know, you could do that anytime <laughs> you want. I mean, it's not like the hardest thing in the world. Just like break up with your girlfriend, live your fucking life for a little while and then get married and have kids, you know, but a lot of people just don't sort of live out parts of themselves and 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 they do what they think that they have to do right and they read that book like okay I'm this age and at this age I go to college and at this age I get married and Mm -hmm. you know it's like a handbook that people follow and that gets a lot of people in trouble because everyone's going to be different and not to say that some people don't want to follow that handbook and it's very natural for them but some people follow it just because it's shoved into their throats at a young age by society and then they're the ones that are you know calling into my show living a secret life you know wearing their mommy's panties I mean like I you know I've heard it all and a lot of it is done on the download because not because like for you, I get why you do it. There's a lot of there's still a lot of stuff that judgment and stuff for you that, you know, it's why it's your personal business. But a lot of people are in relationships, you know, been married for 20 years and living double lives because they haven't been able to really be true to who they are for whatever reason, mm-hmm. you know, and so you get out of your system. You could like, I think it was a very honest answer when you're just like, I just don't know the answer to that. If I want to be honest, like, I don't know when I asked you about being when I was, how you feel about that, because, and maybe you would change, you know, who knows? It doesn't, you know, I think it's important to know that you don't know. Then that's an answer, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we'll see when I get to that. I'll, I'll call you again and I'll let you know. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Now, do you want to give like a shout out to anything on my show? Like, I mean, do you want to, you're going to send me some anonymous hot pics, like nothing pornographic. Like I said, I, like I, when I'm on Twitter, sometimes I go to people's things and I'm like, holy shit, I can't, (laughs) I can't post any of this, that, that kind of stuff on Patreon. But a lot of the girls always send in pictures and they send in definitely sexy things. Right. Um, so if you want to send me a couple like hot anonymous pics of you, I'll post them on Patreon. Do you want to give out your Twitter or anything for people to follow you or do you want to give out because like a lot of times you know I'll get guys emailing me like oh I want to contact this person or whatever I mean do you want me to forward anyone to you do you want to give out an email address or a website or I don't know it you know I you know I'm just giving you the sort of mic to do whatever you want to promote yourself if you want to well I would love to meet some new gentlemen you know it's it's what I do and it's what I, I enjoy so of course I would love to yeah. to do that so um my twitter is xravenonyx mm-hmm. um my email is also xravenonyx at gmail.com can you spell that and I'll put it in the description so, probably so yeah, yeah just spell it though as well so x r a v e n o N-Y-X. Mm-hmm. At Gmail. And that's your Twitter. And then also if they want to email you, they do that at, at Gmail, right? And people could yeah. travel to you. You travel around Canada. Do, do you ever go to the States? 
Um, well, the thing is, I'm kind of scared to go because yeah. with the Festa Fossa uh, at the border, I could get banned from um, the U.S. for five years if they find out that if they get a way to link Raven to who I am legally, yeah, yeah, they yeah. could ban me from coming to the U.S. Oh, wow. So I prefer not to go to the U.S., but I could go to any other country in the world and you can come to me as well. Right. And do you travel? Have you traveled a lot out of the country to see people, to clients? Yes. Uh, sometimes uh, like I have clients that take me on vacation for a week or two. So, yeah, I, I've done it and it's it's a lot of fun. Where have you gone? I have gone to Turks and Caicos. Mm-hmm. I have gone to Mexico. Mm-hmm. I've gone to Italy. And I've gone to Turkey. Those are the four. Oh, I've always wanted to go to Turkey. Was it beautiful? Oh, my God. It's so beautiful. It's like a really the, the meeting point of the East and the West. Right. In terms of like the culture and the, the things that you see and the food and everything. It's just it's beautiful. If you get the chance to go, please go. You know, I was in Rhodes, which is a Greek island. And you're uh, when you're on the beach in Rhodes, you look across and Turkey's right there and you could do a day mm-hmm. trip. And I don't remember why we didn't do the day trip. I mean, it was like right there, <laughs> but I've always wanted to go. It looks so beautiful. Now, do you enjoy those experiences like traveling with the guy? Yes, I do. I really do. That's, um, we get to do activities and we get to bond over things and you get to see a different side of somebody. Like you really get to know someone once you travel with them. Yeah, totally. Yeah. For better or for yeah, worse. Yeah. yeah. But let me ask you this. Do you ever like crash after a situation like that in that, you know, here you are, you travel with a guy. It's like you're on, you know, it's like you have a fake boyfriend or a fake husband for a week, right? He's showering you with gifts, mm-hmm. you're having sex, you have all this companionship and then you come home and it just all goes away and you're back in your world and like he's not there. Or is that is that something that you like, the fact that you get home and you could be done with that? Or is there any kind of emotional attachment that you get ever that is a little bit of a confliction? Um, I think what I like the most about what I do is that it's all kind of more ephemeral. Like everything has an end point or end date or end time, right? Uh Yeah. And I truly believe to be in the moment and enjoy the moment because you know it's going to be gone at, at some point. Yeah. So I see it that way. So when I get home from a a trip with with a gentleman, yeah, I'm happy that I had the experience, yeah, but I'm ready to move on to the next thing, yeah, that's more awesome. in, in that way, right, 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 yeah, yeah. So it it is the perfect thing for you, right? And then and you are that perfect companion for that guy that's looking for that same experience, right? And yeah, and they're paying for it, so they don't have that problem because what happens sometimes with people who set up these kinds of situations and they can't handle it and they're not the kind of person that is like you that live in the moment you know they could become like stalkers you know (laughs) or you know there's problems (laughs) that happen right because so I think that's why it's wonderful that there are women like you that offer services that it's legal where you are right so that everybody's happy Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you see my last question for you? I forgot to ask. Do you see a lot of married men? Like, I mean, if you with all your clients, is it like 50 50 or most of the guys married or some of them married? Like, I mean, what do you notice with your clients? Okay. So for the ones that are over 35, mm-hmm. usually they are married. Right. Usually they are married. Uh, but this would be maybe like half of my clientele. The other half are 
free young college student. Right. Uh, and now, do they do they tell you, like, do these guys sit around? Because a lot of times, you know, these guys that I have on that see escorts will tell me, like, they, they tell these girls things that they don't tell anybody, right? So I'm assuming sometimes you're mm-hmm. kind of like a me, right, in their life, like, in a not, you know, they could sort of tell you anything um, because it's a non-judgmental place and it's not a part of their real world. So do you find that these guys tell you things? Um, and do you know kind of why or have, like, the inside knowledge of why these guys are seeing escorts behind their wives' back? Um, so for the married ones, all of the ones that I have as clients are very happily married. Right. Mm-hmm. So we we do not really speak about um, their wives or their home life. Yeah. We may speak about their children if there's something special happening, but not yeah, like yeah. on an ongoing basis. Yeah. Um, but from most of what I've heard, the reason that they're seeing me is, usually because the person they married was the ideal partner to build a life with. Yeah. But that person was not um, fulfilling the fantasy of the girl that they wanted to fuck. Right. Right? Mm-hmm. So, like, that's why I'm saying they're happily married. But yeah. like, the, I know that I look very, very different from the person that they married. Right. Right? So, like, maybe they wanted to play around and have fun and um, get sucked by a black girl. Yeah. But then the person they wanted to build a life with and have children with would be someone for their from their ethnicity, usually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so this is what I'm getting from the conversations that, that I've had so far. Right, and it's, so it's just about sex. It doesn't mean that they don't love their wives. It's just that variety mm-hmm. that they're looking for. And they're, they're you know, they find you to fulfill that and then they go home to their wives. And I think that's what is, I think a lot of times is very hard. I know as a woman for me, you know, I think it's a lot better if your guy is seeing somebody like you on the side, than you know, his, his office mate, right? <laughs> because <laughs> that can turn into an emotional experience, right? A lot of times the girls, doing what you're doing are like you they're not looking to have a relationship with any of the guys there's no confusion there right it's very cut and dry you're not looking in that world for the guy that you're eventually going to marry so you're not going to take that guy away from that woman Mm -mm. not at all not at all like i'm not trying to steal anyone's husband um this is not my purpose Mm mm-hmm um, but if I'm able to fulfill the fantasy, because like I, I truly believe, and from what I've, even in my personal life, I know that a lot of men they choose their wives uh, according to certain set of criteria. Yeah. But then the, when they think with their dicks, it's a different set of criteria, right? So yeah. Like for me, it's it makes a lot of sense to being married and happily married, but still wanting to see somebody else for this urge that you have, which is not like your whole life because your whole life is with that woman that you married. Yeah. Right. So mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's different. And, um, for me, it's, it's, it's acceptable. It's all, it's okay. It's all good. But yeah, the funny s- thing is like yeah. my younger clients that are not married, when they get in the relationship, they let me know. <laughs> and so like we have, I kind of, we have kind of a send off because we, they are with someone and they're getting serious and they, they're no longer going to see me because they have this new relationship and they don't want to jeopardize that. Yeah. And so I find it very cute that I get to, to know like they're moving on with somebody else and they're telling me all about this girl and I wish them well, you know, like it's, uh, it's no hard feelings. I know that life goes on and 
if they do end up, you know, married, then I guess we'll never see each other again. But if something happens and they break up, then my phone number is going to still be available for them. Yeah, there you go. Very clean. Very good. Like, I love talking to somebody where there's no confliction and it's, it, you know, you're, you're doing it from a place of enjoyment, right, and satisfaction. Um, I feel like mm-hmm. I've only talked to those kind of escorts. I believe that, like anything, you know, there's people out there that are doing it for all different kinds of reasons. Um, I think because, I think that's what's so great about legalizing it. I think when you take away this, when you, when you legalize it, right, the stigma goes away. People could be more honest. And then, so you attract a different kind of person and you, you get, you know, you're going to get people more like you doing it than women maybe that are forced into it or not doing it, you know, doing it out of like a dysfunctional reason, right? Because we all, I think a lot of people have an idea of what kind of person is doing this kind of sex work, right? But I think that that's Mm -hmm. changing. And I think legalizing it helps that. Yeah, I, I tr- I'm sure there's always going to be um, the the creepy people and the, the trafficking and all those like the the dark side of the industry is yes. never going to yeah, go that's away. The right way to say it, yeah, like there is that dark yeah. side, yeah, for sure. But it, it it kind of, I think I truly hope that having a climate like it is here in Canada makes more room for women that actually want to be doing this as a career yes. and are serious about it and um, are able to actually make it work for them. Yeah. Um, and so that there's less of a need for this dark side to be here because there's like the, the women that actually want to do this as a job. Right. Right. Like you. Yeah. 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 I love that. It's true. I didn't know that it was legal like that in Canada, but I think that that is a good example for people but anyway listen Raven thank you so much for calling in how did you find my show did was it my Instagram post or looking for women I forget how did you find my show um yeah like the post about looking for women to talk that's how yeah. I found your show yeah and I think it was um some other escort that I know has done a podcast on, a, on another platform and when I looked it up there was a suggestions of a list of other similar podcasts and yours was on this show Right. Awesome. I'm so glad you called in. Um, mm-hmm. I love hearing like a different perspective. I like you. I'm a very curious person. So I mean, this is why I've been doing my show for seven years. I've talked to over 400 people. Mm-hmm. I just started making money. And so obviously, I love it. You know, I like it. You know, it's interesting to mm-hmm. me. And I did learn a lot from you. And uh, I thank you so much for calling in. Send me those pictures. Uh, you know, women always bump everybody out of the water. So you're, you're, this episode will be posted <laughs> either this Sunday or next or as a bonus episode. But so you'll be up super soon. Okay. And I'll give thank everybody's you. uh, your email. Give it out again. Raven, say it again, your email. It's X Raven Onyx. So X R A V E N. O-N-Y-X at gmail.com. Okay, awesome. Thank you so much for calling in. Thank you for your time and have a great day. You too. Bye. Bye. Everyone, thanks so much for tuning in to this week's episode. If you want to follow the show, follow me at Strict Anonymous on Instagram or Twitter. That's at Strict Anonymous. 
If you are on YouTube, make sure to subscribe. I love YouTube as a platform for my show because people comment there and I try to reply back to every single person who posts a comment. So even if you're not listening on YouTube and you wanna talk about the show, go to my YouTube channel, subscribe, like, and share my videos. It's Strictly Anonymous Podcast. If you wanna sign up for my Patreon, on my Patreon, you are not only supporting my show, but you will get these episodes early ad-free, and you get to see anonymous pics of my guests. Most of the girls send in anonymous pics and some of the guys send in anonymous pics. So if you want to see anonymous pics of my guests, as well as support my show and get these episodes early and ad-free, sign up for my Patreon, patreon.com slash strictly anonymous podcast. That's patreon.com slash strictly anonymous podcast. The link is also in the description below. Thanks so much for listening. Do you have a story, lifestyle, or situation you can't talk about to anyone, to anyone? Or do you just want to let your freak flag fly and be on the show? Well, Strictly Anonymous wants to hear from you. Send us an email, strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com with your story and your anonymous name. And remember, everything is Strictly Anonymous. Strictly Anonymous.